I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From the Society for Nautical Research, in partnership with Lloyd's Register Foundation, I'm Sam Willis. And this is the Mariner's Mirror podcast, the world's number one podcast dedicated to all of maritime history. Hello everyone and welcome to this, our sixth episode in our Great Sea Fight series and this particular episode being part two of our special on the battle between USS Constitution and HMS Guerriere from the 19th of August 1812. If you've yet to check out our Great Sea Fight series, please do so. There is so much to find, each special edition consisting of several episodes. We've recently covered a Tudor sea battle during the reign of Henry VIII, the mighty clash between Russia and Japan at Tsushima in 1905, the Battle of Jutland from the First World War, Nelson's heroics at St Vincent in 1797, and the Great Battle of the River Plate from the Second World War. Today we are continuing the story of USS Constitution and HMS Guerriere from the War of 1812, a ferocious single-ship engagement that rather turned the tables on what everyone was expecting from a naval fight between Great Britain and the United States. Episode 1 explained the events in a narrative, so if you've come to this fresh, then do please check out episode 1. You don't need to do that first, but it would be good to listen to all the same. Today we present eyewitness accounts from the two captains involved. Captain Isaac Hull of the USS Constitution, who described the events in a letter to the Secretary of the Navy, Paul Hamilton, and the after-action report of Captain James Richard Dakers of HMS Guerriere, writing to Vice Admiral Sawyer. Coming soon after, we will have the third episode, which will present the work of the American historian William Dudley, who has explored the nitty-gritty of how on earth the US managed to create itself a navy out of nothing. And the final episode will explore the broader context of other single-ship actions in this war. For this war was extremely unusual because of the number of single-ship actions that took place, as opposed to fleet battles. And the historian Nick Kaiser helps us get to the bottom of that. For today, however, we have these eyewitness reports. Wonderful they are too, written by the ship's captains in the bruising aftermath of the clash. And it's fascinating to see how they choose to describe those events, what they put in and what they leave out. Captain Isaac Hull to Secretary of the Navy Hamilton, U.S. Frigate Constitution, off Boston Light, August 28th, 1812. Sir, 
I have the honor to inform you that on the 19th instant at 2 p.m., being in latitude 41 degrees, 42 minutes, longitude 55 degrees, 48 minutes, with the wind from the northward and the Constitution under my command, steering to the south-southwest, a sail was discovered from the masthead bearing east by south or east-southeast, but at such a distance that we could not make out what she was. All sail was immediately made in chase, and we soon found we came fast up with the chase, so that at 3 p.m. we could make her out to be a ship on the starboard tack, close by the wind, under easy sail. At half-past 3 p.m., closing very fast with the chase, could see that she was a large frigate. At three-quarter past three, the chase backed her main topsail and lay by on the starboard tack. I immediately ordered the light sails taken in, and the royal yards sent down, took two reefs in the topsails, hauled up the foresail and mainsail, and see all clear for action. After all was clear, the ship was ordered to be kept away for the enemy, on hearing of which the gallant crew gave three cheers, and requested to be laid close alongside the chase. As we bore up, she hoisted an English ensign at the mizzen gaff, another at the mizzen shrouds, and a jack at the fore and mizzen top gallant mastheads. At five minutes past five p.m., as we were running down on her weather quarter, she fired a broadside, but without effect, the shot all falling short. She then wore and gave us a broadside from the larboard guns, two of which shot struck us, but without doing any injury. At this time, finding we were within gunshot, I ordered the ensign hoisted at the mizzen peak and a jack at the fore and mizzen topgallant masthead, and a jack bent ready for hoisting on the main. The enemy continued wearing and maneuvering for about three-quarters of an hour to get the wind of us. At length, finding that she could not, she bore up to bring the wind on the quarter and run under her topsails and jib. Finding that we came up very slow, and we were receiving her shot without being able to return them with effect, I ordered the main top gallant sail set to run up alongside of her. At five minutes past six p.m., being alongside, and with less than a pistol shot, we commenced a very heavy fire from all of our guns, loaded with round and grape, which done great execution, so much so that in less than fifteen minutes from the time we got alongside, his mizzen mast went by the board, and his main yard in the slings, and then and the hull and sails were much injured, which made it very difficult for them to manage her. At this time, the Constitution received but little damage, and having more sail set than the enemy, she shot ahead. On seeing this, I determined to put the helm to port, and oblige him to do the same or suffer himself to be raked by our getting across his bows. On our helm, being put to port, the ship came to, and gave us an opportunity of pouring in upon his larboard bow several broadsides, which made great havoc amongst his men on the forecastle, and did great injury to his fore-rigging and sails. The enemy put his helm to port, and at that time we did, but his mizzenmast being over the quarter prevented her from coming to which brought us across his bows, with his bowsprit over our stern. At this moment I determined to board him, but the instant the boarders were called for that purpose, his foremast and mainmast went by the board, 
and took with them the jib boom and every other spar except the bowsprit. On seeing the enemy totally disabled, and the Constitution received but little injury, I ordered the sails filled to haul off and repair our damages, and return again to renew the action, not knowing whether the enemy had struck or not. We stood off for about a half an hour to repair our braces and such other rigging as had been shot away, and wore around to return to the enemy. It now being dark, we could not see whether she had any colors, flying or not, but could discover that she had raised a small flagstaff or jury mast forward. I ordered a boat hoisted out, sent Lieutenant Reed on board as a flag, to see whether she had surrendered or not, and if she had to see what assistance she wanted, as I believed she was sinking. Lieutenant Reed returned in about twenty minutes and brought with him James Richard Dacres, Esquire, commander of His Britannic Majesty's frigate, the Guerriere, which ship had surrendered to the United States frigate Constitution. Our boats were immediately hoisted out and sent for the prisoners, and were kept at work bringing them and their baggage on board all night. At daylight we found the enemy ship a perfect wreck, having many shot holes between wind and water, and about six feet of the plank below the bends taken out by our round shot, and her upper works so shattered to pieces that I determined to take out the sick and wounded as fast as possible and set her on fire as it would be impossible to get her into port. At 3 p.m., all the prisoners being out, Mr. Reed was ordered to set fire to her in the storerooms, which he did, and in a very short time she blew up. I want words to convey to you the bravery and gallant conduct of the officers and the crew under my command during the action. I can therefore only assure you that so well directed was the fire of the Constitution, and so closely kept up, that in less than thirty minutes from the time we got alongside the enemy, one of their finest frigates, she was left without a spar standing, and the hull cut to pieces, in such a manner as to make it difficult to keep her above water and the Constitution and the state to be brought into action in two. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
to ours. Action like these speak for themselves, which makes it unnecessary for me to say anything to establish the bravery and gallant conduct of those that were engaged in it. Yet I cannot but make you acquainted with the very great assistance I received from that valuable, valuable officer, Lieutenant Morris, in bringing the ship into action, and in working her whilst alongside the enemy. I am extremely sorry to state that he is badly wounded. Being shot through the body, we have yet hopes for his recovery, but I am sure he will receive the thanks and gratitude of his country for this and the many gallant acts he has done in its service. Were I to name any particular officer as having been more useful than the rest, I should do that great injustice. They all fought bravely and gave me every possible assistance that I could wish. I am extremely sorry to state to you that loss of Lieutenant William S. Bush of the Marines. He fell at the head of his men in getting ready to board the enemy. In him our country has lost a valuable and brave officer. After the fall of Mr. Bush, Lieutenant John Conti took command of the Marines, and I have a pleasure to saying that his conduct was that of a brave good officer, and the Marines behaved with great coolness and courage during the action, and annoyed the enemy very, very much while she was under our stern. In close, I have the honor to forward you a list of killed and wounded on board the Constitution, and a list of killed and wounded on board the enemy, with a list of her crew and a copy of her quarter bill, also a report of the damage the Constitution received in the action. I have the honor to be Isaac Hull. Boston, 7th of September, 1812. Sir, I am sorry to inform you of the capture of His Majesty's late ship Guerriere by the American frigate Constitution after a severe action on the 19th of August in latitude 40 by 20 north and longitude 55 west. At 2 p.m., being by the wind on the starboard tack, we saw a sail on our weather beam, bearing down on us. At 3 made her out to be a man of war, beat to quarters and prepared for action. At 4, she closing, fast war to prevent her raking us. At 4.10, hoisted our colours and fired several shot at her. At 4.20, she hoisted her colours and returned our fire. War several times to avoid being raked. Exchanging broadsides. At five she closed on our starboard beam, both keeping up a heavy fire and steering free, his intention being evidently to cross our bow. At five-twenty our mizzenmast went over the starboard quarter and brought the ship up in the wind. The enemy then placed himself on our larboard bow, raking us, a few only of our bow guns bearing and his grape and riflemen sweeping our deck. At five-forty the ship not answering her helm, he attempted to lay up on a board at this time. Mr. Samuel Grant, who commanded the forecastle, was carried below badly wounded. I immediately ordered the marines and boarders from the main deck. The master at this time was shot through the knee, and I received a severe wound in the back. Lieutenant Bartholomew Kent was leading on the boarders, when the ship coming to, we brought some of our bow guns to bear on her, and had got clear of our opponent when, at 6.20, our fore and main masts went over the side, leaving the ship a perfect, unmanageable wreck. The enemy shooting ahead, I was in hopes to clear the wreck and get the ship under command to renew the action. But just as we had cleared the wreck, our spritsail yard went, and the enemy having rove new braces, etc., wore round within pistol shots to rake us. The ship laying in the trough of the sea and rolling her main deck guns under water and all attempts to get her before the wind being fruitless, when calling my few remaining officers together, 
they were all of opinion that any further resistance would be a needless waste of lives. I ordered, though reluctantly, the colours to be struck. The loss of the ship is to be ascribed to the early fall of the mizzenmast, which enabled our opponent to choose his position. I am sorry to say we suffered severely in killed and wounded, and mostly while she lay on our bow from her grape and musketry. In all, fifteen killed and sixty-three wounded, many of them severely. None of the wounded officers quitted the deck till the firing ceased. The frigate proved to be the United States ship Constitution, of thirty twenty-four pounders on her main deck, and twenty-four thirty-two pounders and two eighteen pounders on her upper deck, and four hundred and seventy-six men. Her loss in comparison with ours was trifling, about twenty. The first lieutenant of marines, and eight killed, and first lieutenant and master of the ship, and eleven men wounded, her lower masts badly wounded, and stern much shattered and very much cut up about the rigging. The guerriere was so cut up that all attempts to get her in would have been useless. As soon as the wounded were got out of her, they set her on fire, and I feel it my duty to state that the conduct of Captain Hull and his officers to our men had been that of a brave enemy, the greatest care being taken to prevent our men losing the smallest trifle, and the greatest attention being paid to the wounded, who, through the attention and skill of Mr. John Irvine, surgeon, I hope will do well. I hope, though success has not crowned our efforts, you will not think it presumptuous in me to say the greatest credit is due to the officers and ship's company for their exertions, particularly when exposed to the heavy raking fire of the enemy. I feel particularly obliged for the exertions of Lieutenant Kent, who, though wounded early by a splinter, continued to assist me. In the second lieutenant, the service has suffered a severe loss. Mr. Robert Scott, the master, though wounded, was particularly attentive and used every exertion in clearing the wreck, as did the warrant officers. Lieutenant William Nicholl of the Royal Marines and his party supported the honourable character of their corps, and they suffered severely. I must particularly recommend Mr. William Snow, master's mate, who commanded the foremost main deck guns in the absence of Lieutenant John Pullman, and the whole after the fall of Lieutenant Harry Reddy, he having served his time and received a severe contusion from a splinter. I must point out Mr. John Garby, acting purser to your notice, who volunteered his services on deck, and commanded the after-quarter-deck guns, and was particularly active, as well as Mr. John W. Bannister, midshipman, who has passed. I hope in considering the circumstances you will think the ship entrusted to my charge was properly defended. The unfortunate loss of our masts, the absence of the third lieutenant, second lieutenant of marines, three midshipmen, and twenty-four men considerably weakened our crew, and we only mustered at quarters 244 men and 19 boys on coming into action. The enemy had such an advantage from his marines and riflemen when close and his superior sailing enabled him to choose his distance. I enclose herewith a list of killed and wounded on board the Guerriere, and have the honour to be, sir, your most obedient, etc. Signed, J.R. Dakers. Many thanks for listening. Do please follow us wherever you engage on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course YouTube. Um, do particularly take the time to search out the videos we've been making on YouTube. Some really tremendously innovative stuff, as well as some of the interviews being filmed. 
For those of you listening on an iPhone, please just take a few minutes to rate or review the podcast. It makes a huge difference. Uh, But best of all, please join the Society for Nautical Research at snr.org.uk. It really doesn't cost very much, but it does important work. A, it supports this podcast. B, you get four printed journals a year. C, and I think this is the best one, you can sign up to come to our annual dinner on board HMS Victory. How about that? And of course, all of the money supports the worthwhile goodness that the Society does to publish the world's most important maritime history and to preserve our maritime past. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 